Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Joy Tutor Podcast. I am your host, Joanna Williams. Together, we will unpack, learn, teach, and celebrate the journey of emerging entrepreneurs and courageous trailblazers. Let's dig in. Vivi, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the Joy to the Podcast. It is so awesome to have you. We're finally here. We're doing it. We are in our year of execution and action, doing it, no longer dreaming, no longer wishing. We are failing forward. We are perfecting it along the way and choosing progress over perfection. So with that being said, I want to introduce you guys to my beautiful friend, Miss Vivian Ward. She is a trailblazer, a trendsetter. And she is definitely making an impact, which is the reason why I am honoring her at the Joy to the Celebrations of Courage. Why? Why is she making an impact? Well, let me tell you something about Miss Vivian. Vivian loves all things beer. And she is the friend who educates us <laughs> about beer. <laughs> you know, I'm not a big drinker, but I'll dab in a little bit like a ginger beer or something like that. Viv have taken her love and her passion for beer a step further. She looked around the industry and recognized and noticed, hmm, where are our Black-owned breweries? I'm not seeing that in the industry. I'm noticing that there is no representation of me when I go to a brewery tour. So with a little bit of diligence and passion, Ms. Vivian found Black-owned and so with that being said, Viv, please do the honor and introduce your baby, your passion, and how you are making an impact in this world. Sure. Thank you, Joanna, for that lovely introduction. I feel like I'm somebody right now. Just listen you to all are? that. Like, you talking... Is she, is she talking about me? Oh, that's me. Yes, that's ma'am. Me. That's me. Um, the cultured experience, and that's experience with the B. Um, just like you said, um, Joe, that it, it really started with um, my need for representation in, in the beer community and just to find more Black-owned breweries. Years ago, I was hosting parties at my house, and I wanted to host... Uh, a beer tasting during the party. And so I, I was on a mad search in the St. Louis area to find some black owned beer and I couldn't find any. And that's what sparked it for me. I couldn't find any around here. And I just started going online, looking up places like, well, there's black owned breweries here. There, there's some here and I can go to Randall's and I can buy beer from Germany. I can buy beer from all over the world why can't I buy any beer that's produced by black owned breweries in the U S and so that's where it kind of started. Um, I really wanted to just educate people who look like me about the differences of beer because beer in the black community usually only goes to Heineken, you know, it's Heineken Corona's like that's the top notch and there's so much more out there. And so while I want to educate people um, about Black-owned breweries, I also want to educate them about local breweries, just about trying different things locally in, in their communities. So um, yeah, the cultured experience was born um, during the pandemic. Um, I decided that I was really going to host some things and share some things and bring some people together. 
and see where it took me. And it's taken me some places. I don't really, I still don't know where I'm going, but um, I'm here for the ride. That's exciting. And I'm so proud of you because while you have found a need, which is representation of us, because we, if you think about the barbecues, there's beer there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Thanksgiving dinners, there's beer. Mm-hmm. There is beer. But how are we tapping into that market? How are we building generational wealth, mm-hmm. creating our own for our own? And not to be exclusive, because I know we're in the age of being diverse and inclusive and equitable. And with that being said, it's time for us to have our share in the pot. I thank you, Viv, for bringing awareness to this because I live in Queens, New York. And what I found as part of my lifelong learning journey is doing tours of different breweries in throughout the different boroughs. And Brooklyn has great breweries. I've gone to and visited the Angry Orchard. Oh, okay, okay. If you have not done the Angry Orchard tour, it is amazing. You have to do it. But I will say, while I was there, I felt uncomfortable. It, it, you know, the looks Mm -hmm. in the stairs of, you know, just being black and walking through and um, just kind of feeling this coldness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it, it, It made us feel a little uncomfortable. And I questioned, should I go back, you know? Mm -hmm. And I decided not to go back just because I didn't like, Mm -hmm. I I didn't like the energy that, that, that I felt in the room. However, there were other small local breweries that were very accepting, very kind. And I did not feel a difference in treatment Mm -hmm. while there. While you are on your journey and I, I, not to trigger you of any experiences that you may have had, but I'm just flowing with the conversation. What has been your experience? diving into this experience of learning more about the industry and working with different organizations? Yeah, um, before I get into that, I just want to piggyback off of your experience going to Angry, um, what is it, Angry Orchard? And I, as a person who enjoys beer and enjoys trying different beers and trying different um, breweries, whenever I go to breweries, I'm the super minority. I'm a Black woman. And well, I won't say super minority because I could be a black queer woman and, uh, you know, or a black queer woman with certain um, assess- accessibility needs. You know, that that could be the super, super minority, but um, I'm a minority in that aspect. And I'm usually just looking for basic customer treatment. And sometimes, depending on where I go, you can tell that they are trying to kind of overcompensate the fact that. I'm the only black person there. And other times I'm invisible. You know, they're just like, okay, whatever. I, I'll ask a question and they may not um, take the time to, to listen to me or even think that I know enough to be asking a question or to even be there. Um, so it's, it's interesting going to breweries and being a, a minority and feeling uncomfortable, you know, and I just have to give a shout out because I went to a beer event yesterday at Second Shift Brewing in St. Louis, and they brought in a DEI specialist. Her name is Ren, and she does beer diversity is her her handle or her company. And um, she just had a workshop, and the workshop was to teach breweries how 
to make mission statements and code of conduct and things like that to create a more equitable and diverse and friendly and warm and welcoming community in their brewery. And so I just think that breweries who normally don't have HR, like there's no human resources usually in, in breweries, so there's no ladders of accountability. And so it's so important for them to reach out to companies who, who can help them with, with DEI efforts because they don't know that there is a lack because they're still selling beer. However, people like you who go and have an experience that's not really positive, you will never go back. So they are missing out on a huge market of not only finances, but just partnerships in their community. They're, they're missing out on all of that. But I will say that I've had some good experiences in breweries, and I've had some that have been um, really heartbreaking, but that doesn't stop me from going. And beer festivals, I just volunteered at one a week ago. I was the only Black person I remember seeing that was behind the tables helping. There could have been some more. I didn't see any. But out of all of the people who were there to just enjoy the beer or whatever, I saw less than 10 Black people. There could have been some more that just didn't pass my way, but I didn't see a lot of Black people there. And so when you think about just the lack of representation behind the bar and in, in the spaces, it's not inviting for people who look like us. Like we don't want to go. So what can breweries do to make it more inviting and to make us feel like we do belong there? Like what are the steps? And I, and I feel like the beer industry right now, um, it's, it's a big awakening that's happening, even though things are changing at a snail turtle speed it's happening black brewers are joining in on huge collaborations like they're working together atlanta is killing it the family of beer that they have in atlanta the way that they support each other is amazing they're doing the same thing in chicago you know they're banding together and they're making a voice and they're making change together and that's what that's what we need you know we need people together <laughs> like we what is the proverb if you want to go fast go alone or what is it do you know what I'm talking about if you want to go far go alone if you want to I have to look it up I have to look it up because I just slaughtered it <laughs> I just slaughtered it but it's something about going together or something like that I have to look it up now I'll, I'll come back to that but um finding a good group of people um, who also believe in what you believe in is also important. And I'm, I'm starting to find that around the St. Louis area. I've, I've found a couple of people and I'm hoping to build something with them. And so I can't make a huge change in this whole area by myself. I need people who are also passionate about this. I need breweries like Second Shift who are also passionate about making a change in the beer industry and making it more inclusive and making it more equitable because it's not really just a black and white thing. We have mm -hmm. our LGBTQIA people. It's not accessible to a lot of people. There's so many other things that need to be changed in the beer industry. And so it's, it's really just getting started and I'm excited to see where it's going to go. That's awesome, Viv. I'm so proud of you and excited to bring you onto my platform, you know, pull you into the Joy Tutor circle and tribe that's what it's about it's really about cultivating and feeding and building 
a community of trailblazers and disruptors. It's enough for us to fight against our own personal challenges of self-doubt and and fear, right? It's just, it takes a lot to become an, a, an entrepreneur. It takes a lot just to go after, oh, I want to go back to school, but to not only say I would like to take my passion, build it into a business, while doing so, make an impact that can change the experience of your daughters when they are your age. This is a rare space for you to be in, but by the time they are young adults, the world can look completely different for them. And all it takes is one, and all it takes is just a few. So there's this domino effect. And again, this is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing with Joy Tudor, is to raise the awareness, is to definitely give shine towards those individuals like you who are taking their passion and making a true difference. So thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And I found it. It's the African proverb. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Well, we are going together. Would you like to give any Black-owned breweries shout outs or network? Yeah, yeah. So first off, I am in the St. Louis area. I'm actually in Caseyville, which is right across the river. And so there are no Black-owned breweries in my area. The closest would be Chicago. And like I said, Chicago is, I mean, they're they are doing their thing. My girl, Mickey, who runs um, Black & Brew Chicago, she started her company, and hers is a nonprofit. Um, she started it kind of the same reason like a lot of us who are passionate about beer and inclusion the same reason we all started it because we saw that we weren't being represented and we saw that there was a need Um, Mickey's whole base is education and so she wants to educate people and she also provides scholarships to her company she's just doing a lot of things I want to say she was the maybe the nucleus for getting all of the Chicago Black-owned breweries together and to do collaborations and things. So who's in Chicago? There's Funky Town. I love them. There are three friends who went to college together. They're, they're, it's, it's such a cute story. And then there's Moore's Brewing. And I found out that he and his partner, they went to college together. They have Turner House up there. And I think they only have one brick and mortar. And for people who aren't familiar with like brick and mortar, like you actually have a building. So there are a lot of brewing companies that don't have like a brewery for you to go to and so the only black owned one and it's in the Chicago it's in the Chicago area I know you Chicago people are real sticklers when it comes to people saying (laughs) absolutely (laughs) it's in the Chicago area Naperville is not Chicago Chicago. no ma'am well Chicago area (laughs) it is not Chicago It's Black Horizon. Um, they're the only Black-owned um, brewery, probably in Illinois, that has a brick and mortar. But we'll have Vine Street Brewing Company coming up soon in Kansas City. They should be opening, I think, this summer, I was told. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I got to shout out Kanzo in Atlanta because when we went to Atlanta, our friend, Stina, hooked up a Kanzo, like a personal tasting. And... All of their beer that I tried was delicious. I was walking sideways when, when we left there. It was it was so good. Got to shout out Hip and Hops Brewery in Atlanta. They are 
not franchising, but they're expanding. So I believe they have opened up two um, breweries in Atlanta and working on the third one. And maybe from social media, it appears that they're going to be branching out to Charlotte, I believe, but they're going to be going somewhere else. So I just love that they're expanding. But yeah, there are just so many Black-owned breweries. Celeste Beatty, the first Black woman to own a brewery in the U.S., and her brewery is Harlem Brewing. And I want to say she partnered to open another one, but I have to give her props for being like the first to do it. There's so many I can shout out, but the last one that I'm going to do is Oak Park Brewing in California. Raj and Jeff are so great. I love them. When I went out there, I just had the greatest time. I just love supporting them. They're so into the community. Mother's Day, like whatever's happening, they're brewing a beer for it. They're collaborating with people. They just collaborated with this great company called Paint the Globe. They travel literally around the globe donating art supplies and things like that to villages. It's, it's such a beautiful story. Like you, you have to look it up. But Oak Park they just do so much for the community. So that's the last one I'm going to shout out. I could, I could keep going because I get excited talking about this type of stuff. But Well, yeah. it sounds like I need to do a Black Beer Experience series for the Joy Tudor podcast. That's how I can help. <laughs> yeah, if there's so much out there. I mean, this summer, I'm hoping all still goes well where I'm able to go to Barrel and Flow, which is a Black-owned beer and arts festival. And I'm hoping that, um, you know, COVID doesn't wreck the shop and I'm able to go there. But I know they had a couple before the pandemic happened and then they had to shut it down for a little while. But just to be able to go to a festival, I've gone to so many beer festivals. And when I tell you, it's so whitewashed, so whitewashed. But I love beer and I love people. So it doesn't make me uncomfortable because I'm really there for the beer and I can, I can have beer anywhere with anybody. But to be able to experience a festival with so many people who look like me, I am so excited. So, yeah. And where is the last festival that you just referred to? Um, Barrel and Flow is um, going to be in Pittsburgh. And it's August 12th through the 14th. They have a whole weekend of series on that Friday. They will have a bunch of, you know, beer workshops and sessions and things. And they have a a bottle share um, that evening and the Saturday is the beer festival part of the day and Sunday I think they have like a closing brunch or something like that so nice all right to be continued I'll have to keep our listeners posted and updated in case anyone is interested for sure I'll have to do a follow-up in August with you to see where are because a lot can happen (laughs) it's true (laughs) Within a few weeks. I mean, we learned that in February of 2020. Right. <laughs> I went to work and they were like, don't come back. I'm like, okay, we're staying home now. I worked downtown at that time. I mean, we were only in the office three days a week, but working Battery Park Financial District, downtown Manhattan in New York, I'm in that. Didn't realize I would be in the epicenter of, of, of Corona, of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. I, my acupuncture said, wear a mask. Why do I need to wear a mask? But I trust your judgment, sis. I will put on. (laughs) Within two weeks, my job said stay home. So a lot can that's where we're going. A lot can happen. A lot of growth. And that's where we're leaning. That's what I'm leaning into for the year 2022, which has been absolutely amazing. I mean, if you know how long this has been 
in the making for me. Yes. I had this on the books and in the making since 2013. And I remember a few months ago, I looked back at a few other podcasters who started in 2015 when I tried to like really push and start. Mm-hmm. But life completely unravels, you know, like a string. You pull on yeah. a sweat, it keeps going. Everything happens for a reason. Great. But we are here. We I'm are proud here. of you. Let's let's just get that part of, out of the way. Um, plug you real quick and all of your work, just everything that you have done to get to where you are now and to be to where you're going to be next year and to where you're going to be in two years. Like, I'm so proud of you and it inspires me. I remember having um, workshops in your basement with a screen and a projector and starting businesses down there. You know, I remember all of that. And so it's just all paved the way for you to be where you, you are now and wherever else you're going to be next year, you know, you, you put in so much work, like your work ethic is so commendable. You know, I think about that a lot. I'm like, oh, I need to pull some Joe time. Like I need to be up on my laptop, but I want to go to sleep. I don't know how she does it. You know, you put in so many hours on your dream. And I think that's what people need to realize because you can just look at someone like, oh, you make it seem so easy. Like you have no idea. You have no idea the tears, the time, the money that it costs to fulfill a, a passion and a dream. Like it takes a lot of work. It does. That was 10 years ago. That was 2012 when I was hosting those workshops in my basement. Wow. They say it takes 10 years to build an overnight success. Mm. Well, I'm proud of you. Well, I'm on track. (laughs) 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 I'm on track. And what I've added to the collection um, as I look at it is I knew I would publish a book, but the type of book, you know, just being one advice I would give to anyone listening is to remain flexible and open. Yes. You know, the, the one thing in life that is constant is change. Mm. And if ebb and flow and just surrender, because, you know, that's about my word. If you surrender and just allow God, universe, whoever you pray to or not pray to or believe or to yourself, if you just lean in and just step back sometimes and allow what's bigger than us, what the unseen to guide you and love you and just kind of go with the flow like water. Mm -hmm. Here I Mm -hmm. am partnering with, well, through Barnes and Nobles, publishing my first entrepreneur planner. Yeah. So now when I have my workshops and I'm hosting my classes where the need that I'm fulfilling is, you know, someone like you, Viv, where you are you have this amazing business that this baby, right, in the infancy infancy phase, but there's so much to do. And it's, oh my gosh, where do I start? And then here I come being, you know, I have 18 years of project program management experience. And it's the beauty is that I can apply my corporate career, corporate experience, mm-hmm. my business degree, my master's, my bachelor's, all of that. And I apply it to entrepreneur development. I apply it to business development. I apply that agile, waterfall, project management, roadmap, execution plan development to the entrepreneur world to say, okay, all right, Viv, let's do it. You have a lot going on, but sis, we can, we're 
recognize this. <laughs> Yo, we need help with that. Us, us one, one person staff, we, we need help with all of that. So I'm, I'm happy that you're going to be providing those services. Yes. And to that point as well, I remember over the past couple of years, I've hired so many website developers to do my website. And, you know, we know what we, we want. We, mm -hmm. we have a vision in our mind of what we want. And I finally got to the place in 2019, January 1st. I said, I am going to start over with a blank webpage. I did it through Wix. And I'm going to develop my own website. And I'm going to give myself one year, the entire year 2019, to learn and figure out and master and fail forward with my website. And here we are today. I ended up by June of 2019. I just did a podcast with her last night. Glenda M. Francis. She owns her own business called, called Audacious Inner Works Institute. She's a life coach and she's absolutely amazing. She reached out to me on, she said, she said yesterday, she said, this was my first time ever DMing someone. <laughs> <laughs> I slid it to your DMs, Joe. <laughs> I love your website. She was looking for a website developer. And she said, who did your website? And I said, well, I did. She said, well, I need you to do mine. I was like, no, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I was very able to do my own. But fast forward a year later, I ended up doing other websites, you know, the Balloon Queens and Oh, She Cooking. It was not easy. I will tell you that because I was in a new space of learning a craft after I had my career for 16 years. Um, starting over and it was like drinking a cup of water from the fire hydrant <laughs> <laughs> yeah it used to be common when we were little not so much anymore oh not so much anymore but now I'm in a space where I can and I am going to use that all of that knowledge all of the wisdom that I have to make the path forward easier for for you and others um, as we were speaking before, we actually started recording around what is it that you need, Viv, as an entrepreneur? What is it that you need? Do tell. Yeah. Um, what don't I need? <laughs> what don't I need? I need a staff. I need some money. <laughs> that part. We'll get it. Okay. Okay. Um, but for me, I I have two little kids, you know, I got a husband and I got a little dog. I work full time and I'm trying to do whatever beers want me to do. And so I don't, I don't invest enough time in the small things, but the small things, they make the big differences. Like my website, I, I invested a whole bunch of time in my first website and it was through a different platform Then I switched platforms and I just haven't had the, the mind space that you need to sit down and really learn a new, a new platform and just get everything in there that you want to get in there and to make it look the way you want it to look. It's just so time consuming. And then just searching on how to do things. I mean, the logistics part of things, it just takes so much time. So I definitely need that social media. I need me 
a 15 year old who knows how to do all the funky stuff in TikTok and Instagram and making videos and editing and all of that. And I have a few people who will help me, but it's, that's another thing, just making the time, you know, to do all of those things. And when you are a staff of one, you can't really afford to hire, you know, somebody for $300 a month to do this and for however much a month to run your social media. You are everything. You're your social media person. You're your website designer. You're your marketing person. You're, you're your point of contact. Like you are everything. And so just having a list, just knowing where to start, what you need to do, because a lot of times we're just doing what comes to mind. We don't really understand the order. It's when I say we, I mean the entrepreneurs with the staff of one, <laughs> you know, we don't know all, all of all of what it takes to really be completely successful in your business or whatever. So yeah, that's what I need. I need money. <laughs> Staff. I need staff. <laughs> I need a marketing team, a PR team, a legal team. Yeah. I totally get it. And that is my niche market that I lean into is the entrepreneur who is a staff of one. I too share the same journey. What has helped me is having a degree and having a background in IT. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to code and I'm aging myself, Java and C++. Having a career working as a project program portfolio manager within the IT industry and working, for example, at Express Scripts and building out new landing pages and understanding data mapping, working with user experience experts. And under, so understanding user UX and development testing, regression testing. It's amazing how I can connect the dots, like how my entire life, nothing was in vain. Yeah. Even, you know, the redirections or the failures, air quote, has all created a beautiful masterpiece of where I am today, where all of the wisdom and the knowledge from those failures were actually pearls of wisdom, which make me an expert of, okay, Joe, you build your website from the ground up from scratch in Wix, and here you are in need of, I just need to be in a space where I can just simply ask certain questions, here are the features that I need, how and I can give you the what <laughs> this mm -hmm. is what you need to do this yeah. is how to do it um so that's that's the next step for me is to address that need mm -hmm. this is that you know a Saturday class where you know limited to seven people we could pop on for three hours because yes while well, three hours to someone mm -hmm. is giving them heartburn by saying we would meet for three hours however it's needed because time goes by so fast. And this is what I love to do. I love removing the barriers and the blocks so you can move forward because you have work to do. Oh yeah, and three hours when you think about it, um, I meet with some friends of mine, other entrepreneurs, and we have working meetings and we can easily oh, yeah. spend three hours just chatting about things that we're doing or trying to do. So three hours when you're in the thick of it, when you're actually getting to the meat is is nothing. 
Absolutely. It's a working meeting. It is a working meeting because if I think about my services, when I'm working with a client and we are setting up their business, they say, okay, Joe, here's my idea. I, what do I need? I heard about an EIN. I don't know what tax, you know, all these, what do I do? That's two hours. We go through very quickly. The next phase. Okay, Joe, like you, where do I start? It's just so much to go on. Well, that is the, that's the roadmap and execution class that I host. Well, we pop in the class. Okay, Viv, where do you see yourself four years from now? Let's get everything out of your head. All right. What do you see yourself four years from now? What do you see yourself three years, two years? Okay. One year from now, what do you want to happen this year right now over the next 12 months? Now that we are clear on that, we literally, it's something so beautiful about handwriting things down. I love it. Yeah, I do too. My husband does not. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And so we get it on paper, but because I have that project management experience, I am going to break it down into phases to help you see, okay, well, let's work backwards. If I say a year from now, I would actually like to host my own, my very own beer event or festival next year. Well, working backwards, where do I need to do? Where do I need to be? And when I tell you that is my sweet spot and I love solving problems, (laughs) come through. (laughs) Our girlfriend who was an amazing interior designer, she just said, Joe, it's just, it's so much. I have everything in my head. It's no way I'll be able to. She came over on a Saturday. Three hours later, she left with her plan, with her homework, mm-hmm. her an execution plan and say, okay, I'm good now. And she's yeah. working, breaking it out. And that's when I said, you know what? I need to make this an actual book, a workbook mm-hmm. and go from there. So the class is there. We'll do that next as well, do. Okay. All right. Let's, let's get it. We got let's you. Let's do it do the website class and, you know, pump out next year. This time we will be talking about your upcoming festival. Listen, when you said that I got a little, little goosebumps because I have really been wanting to explore what it could look like for me to bring something to this area, to bring some black owned breweries to do like a tasting event and not even I don't need like a, a huge festival. I'm talking maybe 10 or something, you know, some, starting off something small. I've been really thinking about that. And, you know, you got to get, you have to get through all the red tape. You have to get through the the beer laws and regulations and, and all that stuff or whatever. But it's it's something that's really been been on my mind and on my heart. And when I was doing shout outs, I forgot to shout out Crafted for Action. It's like a virtual and in-person beer conference that, Jan Price out of Atlanta is hosting. This will be her second one. And this year I I have had the honor of being asked to be a panelist on um, one of the sessions and the sessions is Taboo in the Tap Room, which is something we talked about earlier, just the Black experience in in tap rooms. I'm excited about that. If anyone's listening, go and check it out. Look on Instagram. Um, I think the website is craftedforaction.com. It's going to be based in Atlanta, but they have so many virtual sessions opposed to the in-person ones that you can take anywhere. So yeah, so people like that, that are building their own table and making it inclusive. It's not just black people it's not just white people it's not it's it's inclusive for for everyone in the beer industry 
So the beer industry has to be reflective <laughs> of the beer industry. We're all there, but we're just, we're, we're not represented. You don't, you don't see us. So um, props to Jen for um, putting that together. I know that has to be a lot of work. So props to her. Just showing other people like me that it can be done. It can be done. So you need that community. If, if What's the proverb again, Joe? Mm-mm. Now you know. <laughs> if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Together. <laughs> <laughs> my memory is obviously not going with us because I am truly Dory from Finding Nemo. No, ma'am. <laughs> That's cute. Well, I'm looking forward to your book, Planner for Entrepreneurs. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And it's, it's going to be for a certain type of entrepreneur. You know, you can't get a planner and not work the plan. Listen, on the back of the planner, I have a quote. I really believe that a plan with action is the opportunity to change your world. And it swings the door open. It takes a lot to put yourself out there. And at first of all, some people struggle with hearing their own voice. I know I did for a while. But now I'm on my self-love train and I love to hear my voice now. I'm at peace with that. You know, it just take, it has taken so much to get to where I am today. And I want to share that wisdom and pull others up along the way and just shine some light and bring some joy and peace into this world. We need to enjoy the journey. And that's what it's oh, about. Definitely celebrate we have to celebrate while we're on the journey and not wait until we get to wherever we think the journey is taking us we got to celebrate along the way exactly that's the reason why I host the celebrations of courage event because we can get caught up in the grind and we are head down focused on the destination the destination can be 20 years out as you can see I'm 10 years from where I started but how have I enjoyed and celebrated the journey? Viv, yeah. you know as well as I know, I have not done enough celebrations based off of the achievements that I have acquired mm-hmm. along the way. I trademarked Joy Tudor by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not once, but twice. <laughs> yeah. It's that's just major. So- and so that's the reason why every summer I am hosting the Celebrations of Courage event through Joy Tudor. And that is to honor ourselves and stop and pause and enjoy and be in the moment and look around the room mm-hmm. and tired and get that extra wind, right? So you, we have our moments where you can feel discouraged or question, am I on the right track? Am I on the right path? Is this really what I want to do? But you just never know. The person next to you can look at you and you are the source of inspiration for them. That's true. You never know. You never know who's paying attention, who needs it. Mm -hmm. We are celebrating and you are an honoree, my friend. I'm excited. I I feel so honored. Every year I usually try to think of a word or phrase that I'm going to keep in my head as I go throughout the year. And for 2022, my phrase was to listen to the universe more and to lean in when I hear it and feel it because the universe is always working. It's, it's always working. It's always moving things out of the way, putting things in your path, changing perspectives of, of people. It's, it's always working. And you just have to 
be able to be still enough and hear it and be ready to move when you hear it, you know? And I just, I, I feel like it's, it's been happening now with just things in my life, even with the first virtual beer tasting that I did in February for Black History Month, which I collaborated with um, Funky Town and Moors out of Chicago. I only had the connection of meeting them because of Mickey, who has Black and Blue Chicago. And I reached out to her like about a year or so ago with a question about bottle shares because in my circle of friends and people that I know, we bottle share isn't a thing. Like I've never been invited to a, a bottle share. Basically, it's exactly what it says. It's you sharing bottles. It's, it's an event. It can be casual. It can be a little bit more upscale. You can charge. But basically, people who attend, they bring a bottle or two or three of beer, cider, or whatever. And it's set out all on a table. Everyone can sample what they want to sample. So it's really just sharing. It's, it's really bottle sharing. Um, but I had never been invited to one. As many years have I been drinking beer. No one's ever invited me to any. I guess I didn't know anyone who was hosting them like I wasn't really into that world yet and so anyhow I reached out to Mickey I didn't know her I just followed her social media and she responded the next day you know she didn't ghost me or anything like she responded and she was like oh yeah you know she gave me all of these things about you know, what to do or what to expect and so that's how I was introduced that's how Mickey and I be became kind of more than just somebody I know on Instagram you know we kind of formed a relationship or a beer friendship through social media she had an event coming up and the event was all the black owned breweries in Chicago were going to be together and they were going to have a host, they want to have a tasting um, event. And it was like a Wednesday. I was like, yo, she sent me the message. She was like, I really hope you can make it. I'm like, yo, I got to work. I can't do that. And I thought about it all night long. And I got up the next morning and I told my husband, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to go to Chicago. I'm going to take off work on Thursday. I'm going to take off a half day Wednesday. I'm going to drive to Chicago and go to this event. Because I had been wanting to um, sample the Black-owned breweries in Chicago for a while. People will be going to Chicago. I'm like, hey, can you go by Black Horizon? Oh, I can't find it. So I, I just hadn't had the chance to. So I went. I met the brewers and all of that. And so that kind of opened the door for me when I was like, you know, I want to do a virtual tasting. And I reached out to Funky Town. I reached out to um, Moore's. I reached out to a few other ones, um, but Funky Town and Moore's were the ones that I ended up collaborating with. And it's just, the it was a universe. You know, everything, when you think about what leads up to certain things, you can always track it back to something that you thought was, oh, this is odd, or that's ironic. It's, it's not really, it's all planned apart on getting you to where the universe is trying to take you. You just have to be ready. You have to jump on it. You know what I'm saying? You have to be ready to put in the work to answer the universe when the universe is, is talking to you. So yeah, I just, I, I feel like my 2022 um, phrase or motto is, is really impacting how the beer world is moving with me because I, like I said, I don't even know what's happening. You know, you're honoring me and I'm on a panel and um, I'm making different connections and it's all so organic. You know, I'm, it's so organic. I'm, I'm meeting beer friends just by being me.
You know, I'm not out there like really trying. I'm listening to people's podcasts. I'm listening to people's um, Instagram lives. And I feel like they're family. Like the the beer community is is so inviting, especially black people in beer. Like, you know, we're, I was listening to one, po- one podcast and I, I want to say it was Booze and Banter podcast. I, I love them. They're so funny to me. And they were interviewing someone and the person said that one thing they love about the black beer community is that we're just so excited about things. You know, you, you find some people in beer, some white people in beer, and they're super snobs. <laughs> they're just like, ooh, you know, ooh, ooh, this and this and that, you know, super snobs. And don't get me wrong, we have some super snobs in the Black community too, but it's just so inviting. Like, we're just so excited about things. And I don't know if it's because we're kind of a little later as a mass getting into like the whole movement or whatever, but it's it's just so much fun. And there have been people way before me who have been into it or whatever, but you you just see the explosion that's happening right now, you know, and you can see it everywhere and it's great. So, and I follow every, if it pops up on Instagram and they like beer, I follow them. I like to be in the know. And that's how I, I got hooked up with Oak Park in California because they would do a live. It's called chill out and have a cold one every Thursday at six o'clock and I would be making dinner or something like that. And I would just be listening to them. I'm like, oh, they're so cool. Oh, they're doing this for the community. Oh, they're collaborating with this person. That's how I found them. So it's interesting in things that you're doing that you don't know is going to make an impact in your life or in your business or in your passion, because this is really just a passion for me that's grown legs and doing its own thing. And I'm just trying to keep up with it right now. So is there anything that you would like to close us out with? Um, I like to tell people to drink the good beer, fight the good fight. You know, don't, don't be afraid to stick up for what you believe in, to stick up for other people, to be the change maker. If you see something, like for me, I saw something in the beer community that I felt needed my little voice. <laughs> it, if felt like I needed to do something like don't be afraid to do anything and even if it seems like too much work it's worth it you know and I will also like to just say that on this beer journey one of the things that gives me the most joy is my friends and family being excited about it my dad was in Portland there's one black owned brewery and my dad would maybe stand 20 minutes outside of that I said, dad, you should go to this brewery. It's the only black owned brewery in Oregon. And he was just like, oh, I'm staying here and see if you can find some breweries that are here. I'm like, dad, there's only one black owned brewery in Oregon. You gotta go. And within 30 minutes, he was sending me a picture from the brewery. He had gone and met the owner, um, took some pictures, got some beer. Uh, My friend, our friend, Patty has brought me beer back from a couple of places that she's gone. She went to Colorado. Wherever people are going, I try to encourage them to go and visit a Black-owned brewery. They're just so few. It's less than 1%. I didn't didn't say that this whole interview. Out of about 9,000 plus craft breweries in the U.S., Black-owned is less than 1%. So when you think about how historical that is to have a, a brick and mortar that's in the state of Illinois, that's the only black owned, like that's 
I get excited about that because that's history. And if I can go and visit that place, I feel like part of the beer history. So I'm excited about my friends. They, they're just like, yeah, let's, let's try this. Even our friend Rose yesterday, she was like, yeah, bring some beers. Let's play. You know, they, none beer drinkers are wanting to, you know, be a part of it. It just makes me so happy. That's what I, I want to leave with, you know, do things that make you happy. You'll get support. Maybe you won't get support, but just dive in it. You know, my family's been great. My husband's been great. He doesn't drink beer, but, you know, he'll stop and get me some. And he said something one, one time about ABV is the alcohol beer, alcohol by volume. And that's how you know how strong your beer is. And he called it something one day and it was so cute. I'm like, look at you. <laughs> trying trying to get your little beer knowledge up I see you boo I see you so yeah I'll just leave it with that so yeah drink the good beer fight the good fight thank you for all you that's helping people live out their dreams and creating a table yes. thank you for that thank you building 20 plus years working at someone else's table and no matter what you do you will never have an equitable financial or opportunity as those around you who do not look like you. I got tired of that. Mm -hmm. And it was nothing but God's way of navigating me to where I am today. He never wanted me to get comfortable in corporate America because that is not where yeah. I was. And final closing, for real, for real this time. <laughs> um, how can we get in with you and your business? You can find me on the Insta at the cultured experience also my personal one i i dibble and dabble in both uh, you'll see beer in in personal stuff or whatever but v.ward one on instagram and also facebook it's the cultured experience on facebook and my website is www.theculturedexperience.com and remember experience is e-x-b-e-e-r-i-n-c-e -E -E, the cultured experience I forgot to say that I have a virtual tasting coming up. I'm collaborating with, it's in Memphis called Bill Street Brewing. So I'm going to be collaborating with them and doing a, a virtual tasting. It's going to be May, I want to say it's May 29th. It's the Sunday right before the holiday, okay. right before Memorial Day. So yeah. And they find that information on your website as well? Yes. Yes. That information is on my website. Registration is going to open up pretty soon, as soon as I can get my life together this weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have you share your wisdom. If we enjoy it, we might as well have a say and pay in it. Yes. Yes. Love you. Love you too, friend. Thank you for joining and listening in. We greatly appreciate your time. To learn more about our business development classes, such as how to start a business, business plan development, and if you have a Wix website and you're struggling with updates, we got you. I'm also excited to announce that we've launched our new Entrepreneur Roadmap and Execution Planner along with the class. The class is maxed out at 14 registrants, therefore the class books very fast. However, we do have waitlists available. Sign up at joytutor.com. Also, last but not least, you can follow us on all the social medias at Joy Tutor or Joy Tutor Inc. Until next time, take care.